Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers and to our listeners on the radio. Today we'll be looking at the puzzling pandemic, what Erie County has learned and is learning as COVID-19 surges here and across the nation once again. My guest is Melissa Lyon, who has just left her job as director of the Erie County Department of Health. And uh, I know it's your choice to leave. You've taken a job in Delaware County to lead a newly formed health department there. But Melissa, how hard is it to step away with the high case levels right now? Yeah, thank you. So it's a pleasure to be here with you as always. And it has been very challenging for me to consider stepping away and leaving that team without um, a leadership uh, role right now, knowing that the directorship will be absent uh, until they fill that. So, um, but they're talented, they're capable, they've been doing it long enough. So uh, honestly, the, the community's in great hands with the leadership that is there. I'm sure you wanted to be able to uh, walk away knowing this was solved, not just here in Erie County, but I mean, you really did keep case levels very low here in Erie County for a long time, even though our governor at one point didn't seem to think so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's one of the questions. I play it over in my head a number of times when I'm thinking, you know, early on, were we over aggressive? And we really believed we could control the pandemic. It, it was just part of what we do in public health. And there were times that it did feel that way. We helped families not transmit it to others. And so we saw glimpses where it was really working. But I've said from the very beginning that this virus is so sneaky. And, and here we are with Omicron really uh, impacting us across the country. Yeah, I mean, I remember the moment that you put someone in, in jail. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you were trying really hard to prevent this the spread and uh, numbers were remarkably low. I mean, we took a deep breath when we had 19 or, or 20. So to now think of having 200, 300 cases a day is just shocking, really. Yeah. and I. The seeing seeing 400 cases in a day really is shocking and knowing that there's even more cases out there than we're actually formally reporting because people now have access to home testing, which is great. I, I don't discredit it. It's important as well as those that might not be seeking tests. So our numbers are even higher. I think we always knew that there was the potential for something to become more virulent or more transmissible, and that's what we're seeing, uh, especially with Omicron. And hopefully the severity of it does continue to be less severe. It may actually lead us to a place where we have herd immunity. If, if we have enough exposure, this might be a bit of a blessing. Yeah, so that's a, you opened the door to my <laughs> next question. Really, what do you know about this surge here in Erie County anyway, is it still Delta cases uh, or the more transmissible Omicron variant? I think people just assume, oh, it must be Omicron because everybody I know is getting it now. Um, but is it? I think it's a combination of both. So Delta is definitely still very much uh, thriving here in Erie County. But uh, per some of the reports we're getting with, uh, we call it surveillance testing of uh, the variant, Omicron is also present. So I'm going to say it's a combination of the two coupled with the fact that we had the holidays and we did get together um, either in smaller groups or larger groups and we know that the virus tends to like it when we socialize. So just to help people kind of keep this clear in their mind, I guess if you're sick, you're sick. It doesn't really matter which variant it is, but how are the symptoms different if someone has a case of Omicron variant versus the Delta variant? 
Yeah, so that's been interesting to see um, the symptomology and whether that's changing with Omicron. Uh, we are seeing that it tends to be less severe uh, and it seems to be causing more uh, cough, uh, but more nasal congestion, sinus pain, headaches. Um, fevers seem to be less reported with Omicron. Um, so yes, the symptomology does change, uh, but that doesn't mean that if you transmit it to someone else that they couldn't become more severely ill. So we still want to remind everyone that it is COVID and COVID is transmissible and COVID can cause severe disease, especially for those that are immunocompromised, young, unprotected, unvaccinated. Um, we're learning each day as we get more information. Yeah, well, we're hearing a lot anecdotally here in our own workplace or our families about breakthrough cases for fully vaccinated people. So what should we be thinking about that? I mean, we've even had one case here of a person who tested positive who had COVID-19 already way back in the early days. So is what we're seeing here also, you're seeing that elsewhere? Yeah, it's not uncommon, uh, especially with a virus. Um, these are called uh, COVID-2, uh, SARS-CoV-2 type of viruses. Uh, they're um, a messenger, they're an RNA type of virus as well. So they mutate very quickly and those mutations can then cause reinfections because your body doesn't recognize the new mutation. Uh, also, the immunity may not last as long as some of the other things we've been exposed to over our lives. Let's say chicken pox, for example. So it's not uncommon for this to happen. I think what's shocking is we wanted the vaccine to really be the thing that got us through the pandemic where we were seeing less spread and that's just not the case, but it is providing protection. Those that are vaccinated are less likely to be hospitalized and they are less likely to suffer um, severe illness and then preventing death as well, which in public health, that is our job, prevent injury, illness, disease, and premature death. So local hospitals are experiencing a surge and really having to make some decisions about who gets admitted and who doesn't get admitted depending on how they present. I mean, working over the weekend, I heard a lot of people transported to the hospitals and, uh, you know, that, that information is, is put out, you know, as the uh, ambulance responds to a call. So how are our hospitals handling this, how blessed are we here in Erie County that we have three good-sized hospital systems? Yeah, so I do not envy the role of our hospital systems right now. I mean, honestly, they have a huge responsibility on how they can staff their hospitals. I think they're really being challenged, especially if people are becoming ill, uh, staff. So how can they staff them? And then the, those decisions. So I, I don't envy what they do. However, we are blessed to have three really robust uh, health systems in Erie County and in the region because we know they don't always just serve Erie County residents. They are serving residents in Warren and Crawford and uh, Chautauqua, uh, Ashtabula. So we are blessed to have them here and they're doing a great job. I know that they're tired. We're all tired. And so if you if you do see a healthcare worker out there, thank them for what they do. So the question, I guess, is where are we headed? And does Melissa expect the numbers to keep climbing and maybe schools have to close down again? We'll talk about those things when we come back. Stay with us.
Welcome back to the Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. My guest today is Melissa Lyon, who has just left her job as director of the Erie County Department of Health. So we're taping this on your first day off the job and you came into Erie to talk about COVID-19. Sorry about that, but I'm really privileged to have you here because we have all appreciated your work over the last two years almost now. So, you know, we're hearing a shift back to remote meetings, uh, remote work, some colleges and universities deciding to start the spring semester online. In your best estimation, where, where do you think you're headed? We are headed. Do you think we're going to see a shutdown of schools, public schools, workplaces, restaurants again? So thanks, Lisa. It's always a pleasure to be here. And you know, I don't believe that we're going to see um, mandated uh, closures. I think what we may see as uh, COVID continues to spread in our community is businesses that may not be able to staff their services. Um, they may not be able to offer what they typically offer because they have staff that are out because of illness. Um, with the new guidance that has come out from the CDC, it really was designed to keep people in the workplace for as long as they can be so that we don't see those extreme shutdowns. But some of it just might not be, um, it might be inevitable. And I, I do think that as much remote uh, business that we can do or meetings that we can do is better. So you mentioned the CDC guidance, and so on the day we're recording here, we're expecting something new to come out uh, from the CDC about how long somebody needs to quarantine after they have had that. So what's the thinking there? Are people not contagious as long as we first thought that they were, or are because the cases are milder, they don't continue to shed virus as long? How's that working? Yeah, so I would say um, we've been on a call with the CDC and uh, it's, a, it's a call for all local public health departments. And to be honest, this is a bit atypical on how they strategize. They came out with their media message before they actually came out with the guidance of what we call a scientific briefing, which really helps support the messaging as we move forward in the community. But it, the guidance is around isolation, in particular for those that have symptoms that have resided or are asymptomatic. So if symptoms are still persisting, we do expect the individuals to isolate through day 10. Um, if symptoms have uh, resided, uh, no fever, and really back to normal, it's, you can come out of isolation at day five, um, but then masking, or come out, of, it's actually isolation, you come out at day six. Um, and then you're masking through day 10. Um, I think it was a really appropriate place for the CDC to balance businesses, the economy, what we need to be doing as a country, but I do worry about compliance. And so I really need the community to be compliant um, and follow the messaging that comes out of the Erie County Department of Health, because it really is important about still preventing Ill injury, Ill or preventing Ill illness and disease and, and premature death. Yeah, so from the CDC down to local health departments, how hard is it to give broad guidance like that? Because as we've already discussed, cases and people's symptoms and how sick they are and how long they're sick, it's very different from person to person. So to say, oh, on day five, you can go back to work. Maybe somebody shouldn't and somebody should. Yeah, so I think that um, that is really the, the most challenging, especially the timing of the of the media message from the CDC, as well as like what what do we do between Christmas and New Year's? It was a lot to navigate, um, and you're right. Each person has a unique response to this virus, and 
Um, I think that we would want everyone to do what they what they know is best to do to protect their coworkers, to protect their family. And the Erie County Department of Health is a resource. And I would anticipate over the next couple of weeks across this country, we're trying to figure out where do we serve the community best. And maybe we end up being that resource where you call in and you talk to us about what treatments are, um, what your symptoms are, what you should be doing next. We really want to be a resource. We're not there to be punitive by any means. So what about COVID uh, fatigue? I mean, people seemed very determined to get the best information and comply initially, mainly because they were really scared uh, by all of this. But now it just seems people don't want to mask again or don't think it will happen to them. So how much do you have to take human nature into account in everything you did at the county health department? So human behavior is by far one of the things that we always take into consideration. If we even think back to like smoking and uh, indoor smoking and how long it took to change that culture, right? These things don't happen rapidly. They take time. And so unfortunately with COVID-19 and uh, this community across the country, across the world, we're expecting really rapid behavior changes and that's just not human behavior. So long story, I think it's imperative that we really do consider that masking works, uh, not gathering, uh, staying socially distant, all of these things work to prevent the spread of Omicron. Well, you told me before in your field, everybody always knew it was not a matter of if, but when a pandemic like this would happen. So I guess we'll be talking next about what it will mean to start a new health department from the ground up in the midst of a situation like that. Stay with us. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome back again to The Insider. We're talking with Melissa Lyon, who just left her job as the director of the Erie County Department of Health. So when public health is doing its job, you told me that most of us really aren't thinking about you guys and what you do, but your work has certainly been very visible in the last couple of years. So what will it be like for you to you know, move over to Delaware County near Philadelphia, a really big populous county, and start the health department of your dreams from the ground up? Oh, well, thanks. You know, I really do have a true passion for public health. It is really the field that uh, spoke to me about prevention. And you're right, when we're doing a great job, people really don't know what was going on. There's a ton of behind the scenes work that we do, uh, whether we're watching certain diseases in hospitals, whether we're promoting healthy lifestyles or protecting our environment uh, where people live, work, play and worship. So honestly, um, to create a health department from the ground up in 21st century, right? So thinking when, for example, Erie County Department of Health, I believe was established in like 1956. And there are still some infrastructure pieces that resemble that. So it's time to now think about what does 21st century public health look like? And we end up being strategists. And what a strategist really means is we're trying to identify uh, in the community what are their most pressing issues, where can we make the most influence in changing um, the outcomes, health outcomes, having healthier lifestyles, living longer, less disease, and utilizing the resources that are available to your, to your community. So we're strategizing with the community. So it's not stuff that we do to them, we do this together. And looking forward to my primary uh, role when I get there will be, um, keeping the expectation of the community, uh, managing that, as well as building trust. 
And then once we have trust and you develop respect, things just start to fall into place. So certainly data and the availability of data now more than ever has to be a big deal. So uh, this is really a big data field right now, and that is uh, something that's just revolutionizing everything that we do. So what have you learned here in Erie County that you'll take into setting up the new job? Yeah, so uh, you're right, data is so important right now. And the good news is, is we've, as public health practitioners, tended to look at data that was a couple of years old to make decisions for today. And you've seen throughout this pandemic that we really tried to pivot and say, what is the information today? And make our decisions today on that information that became available. I still think we have a lot of work to do around the data, meaning uh, providing data that seems accurate, that is trusted, that the community can understand, and and make decisions that um, helps navigate through either crises or maybe it's chronic diseases as opposed to infectious diseases. So honestly, I think what I'll be taking forward to Delaware County is when I came to Erie, I had to learn and meet a lot of new people. And I am so grateful and thankful for the people that helped me through my job here and be the success that Erie County has become, Erie County Department of Health has become. And so I look forward to creating those new relationships in Delaware County and learning about what resonates with them and the direction they would like to go with their health department. Yeah, give us a little peek inside of the things that we maybe don't know. We certainly saw the regular briefings that uh, County Executive Kathy Dahl Kemper initiated involving you, involving the hospital systems and other experts, really with a different message focus every time <laughs> that you did it. But I know there was like a, a nerve center or a war room. I mean, how often were you meeting? Who was a part of those meetings? And is that going on? Yeah, so we called it the uh, Operations Center, and the Operations Center was meeting, uh, in the beginning, we met three, uh, some, sometimes we never left the room, so, but there was a gathering three times a day, morning, noon, and evening, so you'd have three briefings a day in, the, in that room. Uh, right now, it's still operational three days a week, where we get together, we give all of our updates, talk about where we're headed, uh, identify some of the sticking points or hard things we have to navigate, and then pull together meetings. So recently, it's been pivoting for testing. As you know, the testing at our mobile unit has really um, exploded, for lack of better words. So trying to navigate doing those inside because the weather's not been great. So finding drive-through opportunities. So that's the work that happens in, in those operation meetings. So we've seen, uh, sadly, um, how quickly these are, you know, SARS-CoV-2 types of viruses we've seen during the pandemic how quickly it is, how hard it is to prevent global spread, I guess. By the time a new variant is identified, it's probably already here and spreading. So what else is out there while everybody's focusing on these types of viruses? What else are you concerned about uh, the global spread of that you may know in your field that the rest of us are blissfully unaware of? <laughs> so we do have uh, an entire globe of public health practitioners that demonstrate their competency by identifying emergent in infections as we would refer to them. So Ebola would have been one of those that might be common uh, as well as Zika. And so we do know that right now if we have travelers that are coming from endemic areas where Ebola is, we are notified of those travelers and we communicate with them uh, to monitor their symptoms to keep themselves safe and not prevent and prevent the spread of Ebola in our community. 
Um, Zika as well, if we were to identify Zika cases, that would be reportable. Um, so there's um, nearly a hundred reportable types of infections that we follow um, and try to uh, make contact with individuals quickly so that we don't have spread in our community. Well, when we come back, we're going to get some parting advice from Melissa Lyon, who essentially held Erie County's hand since COVID-19 arrived. We hope you'll stay with us. We've been talking with Melissa Lyon, outgoing director of the Erie County Health Department. So as we start a new year without this under control, what is your parting advice? For a while, we all thought we were junior epidemiologists. Here in the TV business, we <laughs> thought we were senior epidemiologists. <laughs> but sometimes it seems like the more we know, the less we know. So what do you want people to know before you go? You know, the, I'm so thankful for that question because I really want people to begin to think as scientists. So it's so important that we understand what science is. Science is constant discovery. And I know that feels really challenging for the community that we're always uncovering something new. It's a new discovery, but each discovery helps us understand what's happening in particular with COVID and how we make decisions around that. So we're living this experiment together and I know that's incredibly challenging, but I ask you to think about we're doing this from science. Our job is to kind of disprove what we believe to be true. In science, we put forward what we call hypothesis, and then our job is to prove that that's not true in order for it to be true. I know it sounds really confusing, <laughs> but that's true. That's how we do our science. So right. I, I, I beg people to be patient with us while we do this ex experiment together. We know there were people who didn't want to get vaccinated. Still some are. But do you think we're looking at continual vaccines for, for COVID-19 forever? You know, that's a really great question. We, we are seeing that boosters are really important and boosters are providing additional protection for those that have already received uh, two doses if they got Moderna or um, Pfizer and then uh, as well J&J. &J. Uh, so all said and done, I mean, that there's a whole group of really intelligent people that decide, you know, what vaccines are important and how we continue to navigate. Um, I think there's a potential that we'll see that, that there'll be COVID vaccines throughout many years to come, but I think they're, they're still the science and we have to follow the science. All right, we're down to the last couple of minutes. The mayor in his uh, being sworn into a second term said he wants to end the virus in the next six months and his goal is to get vaccines up to 85% in the county. Is that a realistic goal? You know, uh, I want to end this pandemic uh, more so than probably anybody else in the entire community. So I, I think that it is a realistic goal to get up to 80, 85%. Uh, we have to keep in mind too that we have some natural immunity out there by those that have just had exposures. So how do we keep their immune response strong? And if it's vaccines, then that is definitely the way that we need to be going. So tell us just briefly, we're just about out of time, but tell us about the staff that you're leaving behind, who's gonna be in charge and how will they help us continue to navigate this? Yeah, you've got really great competent staff at the Erie County Department of Health. They, I say that they have a passion for compassion and they continue to do so. Um, acting uh, director, uh, interim director is Erin Morenic at the helm. She will be uh, taking the charge. And then acting deputy director is Nicole Bolash, both incredibly talented, passionate and then uh, the cadre of staff that are public health practitioners will keep everyone as safe as possible. 
And when do you start the new position? My new job starts on January 18th, so I have a couple of weeks here to breathe and get myself organized before I've been saying I take a suitcase and a toothbrush to Delaware County. Well, we certainly uh, wish you well in the new position and thank you for leading Erie County through such a difficult time. We hope we can report back to you that we've gotten it licked here in our area. And again, we wish you well in the new position. They are fortunate uh, to have you there. Thank you as always for joining us here on The Insider. We hope you'll join us the next time and always email me if you have ideas for us to explore at ladams at erienewsnow.com. Thanks again. Thank you.